Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So 516 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. <laughs> and I'm Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the two Daryl Eastlakes. What a pack of cunts. <laughs> oh, we, we're, coming, we're coming in hot and clearly clearly people people are in a better mood this week and I love to see it. I mean... I oh, give I fit- it time. I've still got to spend more time with you so that all has a dramatic oh, impact on my mood. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought we might be without Stepdad this week after the revelations from last week's episode when he was telling everyone about how how you know how fuckable the new yellow wiggle is, and then it turns out she's fifteen years old, and um, apparently there's multiple yellow wiggles, and you've got yes. to be more specific. There are multiple days. yellow wiggles <laughs> because, <laughs> because obviously I made it very clear that I was talking about Emma, <laughs> the, yeah. the former. Yes, very. Um, but, I'm, um, I'm yeah. more fucking shocked that there hasn't been more of a public outcry from. The fucking McWiggles replacing Emma with a minimum wage worker. Well, she, so there was. It wasn't like she was. She, I mean, she was only. She was only replaced in the sense that she she pulled the pin. So yeah, but still, this new it wasn't one like they fired even, her and then brought in like a you know like a you know cheap one. Like, exactly, she can't even get her L plates. Yeah, on she's Macca's, out there fucking on Macca's drive-through wages. Hot, hot potatoing doesn't know how to reverse park. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, she. But uh, if you have your way, she'll spend a bit of time in the big reverse white... parking position. <laughs> toot toot chugga chugga big white van <laughs> with the pedo wiggle. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck yeah! So there was that. <laughs> but everyone's in a great mood. I mean, this is one of the first times I think we've all had a win in the same round. I'll be honest with you, mate. If I couldn't be in a good mood tonight. I may as well hang it up. Yeah. Now, listen. Did you buy a print yet? <laughs> no. No. Oh, no. Honestly, people people make a joke because remember when the when like Cronulla beat the Knights by sixty and they did a print, and that's where the joke came from. But in this case, fucking make the print because I think it's the biggest win in the history of the club mm. and the highest score scored by the in the history of the club. Yeah. So it's actually a legitimate fucking. Yeah. milestone like achievement for the club it's not like just oh gee we fucking pumped the knights I'll tell you what like, there's fucking like people have you've seen there's tattoos already yeah is that there legit is fu- though that's a bit fucking stupid but I mean yeah, yeah. I mean like, look you know go yeah. off king whatever. No, no one can it's fucking it's less <laughs> stupid than the cunt that got the Penrith Premiership one in fucking 20 yeah well yeah <laughs> yeah obviously like I mean. it's happened <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, fuck, I mean, when you're on, on, the, on the subject of pen and tattoos, you know, you've got, like, the fucking justify your existence and I mean, all sorts of old callbacks. Oh, so good. How good. The tattoo artists there, just, they, they, just, they just want the money and they're not interested in the well-being of their clients. Speak, have, have you seen so, the, uh, the, the latest tattoo viral thing that's gone on? Oh, no, that's had that Choamps one as well. The, Sorry, go ahead. The, that, poor, that poor girl over in Bali. What happened to her? I know, I, don't, I know nothing about it. There's this Aussie girl. She's over in Bali, 
And now she's the sort of girl, she pronounces it as if it's spelled T-A-D-D-O-O. So, and she's bawling. She's fucking bawling. And she's like, I'm in Bali and I came to get a tattoo. And, yeah. <laughs> and I don't even get tattoos a lot. Just every couple of months I get a tattoo. <laughs> and she goes, it was supposed to say... <laughs> Like, uh, fucking, like, <laughs> a, a, like angel, angel of energy. Oh, fuck. What, in characters the, or something? But they fucked it. No, 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 just in fucking English. And she goes, but now it just says, <laughs> energy angel. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> the fucking du- everything about it is just a fucking excuse for mass sterilization I wanna... of, of anything that goes to Bali. Angel of energy, and I ended up with anal energy, which is <laughs> unfortunate. Look, I'm going to be, I'm going to be it's honest. I mean, like I'm, I'm only hearing this story for the first time right now, but I don't feel like either version of that is necessarily better or worse than the other. I, <laughs> I think, know. I think, I think as a concept, it's fucked to start with, and there's no, no real the cha- missing order around of the words. You know, I don't think it really does anything yeah. to it. You know, the only way to improve that is to not get it at all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's I, it's I don't know. It just it feeds my fucking soul. This right, thing, yeah. that, this thing that's there. It's just and it's just so many bits. Of it. It's like I don't get tattoos a lot. Just just every couple of months, I get a tattoo. But why is that, so? But why is this a everything's story, wrong? Like who she who she did she like a cry about it on TikTok or something? Yeah, fucking. So. I was gonna say. I mean, like, this this shit must happen like every day. There's gonna be someone who's not. <laughs> Not happy with the Can I tell tattoo. you, I would really love the three of our retirement plan to just be to go and open a tattoo shop in Bali and just intentionally fuck people up all day. Oh, I, want, I want this, I want this, I want this, ba- I want this badass fucking like Komodo dragon, and instead it's just Energy Angel. <laughs> everyone gets a tattoo that says Energy Angel, or, the, or everyone wants a bat like a big back piece, like amazing traditional dragon, and they come in and they get a Saint George Illawarra dragon. Like, yeah. just leave ultimately fucking distraught and disappointed. With a little moustache on it and fucking... Yeah. <laughs> right wing up in the air. And Jack DeBellin's, yeah. Jack DeBellin's hairstyle. So that's what's going to be. We're going to, we're, that's, our, that's our next retirement plan. We're going to open up Energy Angel Inc. That's it. In, Energy in, Angel in, Tattoos. In Cuda. And, but no, it's got to be Ener- Energy Angel Incorporated, but we'll spell it... I N K O R P. That's just clever wordplay there. That's, fucking, that's actually marketing 101. I don't understand what, what, you, what point you're trying to make. Oh. I mean, that's, 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 more, clever, that, that's more clever than the, the concept angel. of getting a energy tattoo. Fucking come to the title of the episode already, by the way. Fellas, just, uh, <laughs> Which one? There's about nine in there. Well, I think I think I think we just go with energy angel. Yeah, I think, think, <laughs> if you want to do the low hanging fruit, but why not? I mean, we can go. I mean, if you do it, if you if you lock it off in the first ten minutes, it's all low hanging. Yeah, it? no. mean, it's not keeping people in suspense for the entire episode or anything. Love it. Um, right. So, do we have anything else to chat about until, uh, or do we just go straight into the games here? Let's go. Why Get don't we just talk about the Tigers destroying the Cowboys and then fucking call it a night? Does anyone care about anything else? Well, I mean, like you know, yeah, other teams, other teams got destroyed as well, Glenny. <laughs> ones, ones that were actually playing good. Wow, they're going to get a nine-game winning streak, according to some people in this fucking you know, video chat. Is that it? So has this happened? Have we officially said now 
that not only were the Tigers part of the weakest grand final in the history of the sport, <laughs> they've, they've also Here now been goes. part of the weakest blowout in the history of the sport against the same team. Oh, so every other team that's ever been blown out would still have beaten the Tigers like this why, last why, while, while you are correct in saying that, yes. It also does, by you saying that, it also makes Glennie correct in, in the way he's saying that the Cowboys are owned by the West Tigers. <laughs> so, well, thank that's you. fine. Thank you for proving both, my point. Both things, both things, yeah, both, both things are, are true in that scenario. Anyway, the first game, Thursday night, um, the Panthers 15, feed the Broncos 4. And it was another one of those games at Suncorp, Panthers versus Broncos. Mm. Um, this one, the Panthers, uh, their tries came through uh, Taruva and Cleary. Uh, Cleary, two conversions, a penalty goal, and... Uh, Maybe a you know, slight, slightly inconsiderate field goal at the end, and um, Selwyn Cobo with the try to the Broncos that was unconverted. Um, you want to go for it? Go for it. Justify this one. Ah, oh, man, you know, every fucking game I say it against against Brisbane. Brisbane aim up against Penrith. They're always closer contests than you think they should be. This one, though, Give wasn't the like the traditional blueprint where the Broncos actually play out of their skins and no. in front or looking like they're going to win the game. This one was as dominant a game as I think Penrith has played positionally all season against Correct. anybody. Correct. And that's exactly the sort of game I want to see them play. I, yep. I, I don't need these fucking imaginary world better games that people have thought they've had for the last couple of seasons. I need this. We will fucking sit there and just dominate territory for 80 fucking minutes. Mm-hmm. It, it's like a fucking grown up on a little kid where the little kids, they're swinging their fucking arms and the grown ups just holding them at arm's reach. They're not doing anything. They're not hitting them back. They're just letting them fucking exhaust themselves. And okay, you know, good. You've had, you've had your fun. Now the grown ups are going to get on with winning the football game. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do about it. Oh, it I was. You were going to say now the little kid is all exhausted. You kick them in the face. Oh fucking hell, Glenny! <laughs> <laughs> um, not in not in your house, okay? <laughs> but it was. <laughs> Look, you know, I, I don't I don't have an announcer announcing Trey Young walking into my kitchen every morning. <laughs> <laughs> You'd want um, to kick him in the face if you did. That's it. But it was it was more again down to that style of play that Penrith have had, where they're making the defence guess. And it started early on where Cleary put it out there that his mind was set to running as much as it was set to passing. And there were a couple of half breaks and early chances he had that really put that defensive line in two minds any time he had the ball and accelerated. So I think that was a great step in the right direction. Um, you know, Mitch Kenny is where, again, you know, no, no one's happy. And, and he's he's definitely closer to not happy than most other hookers in the game. But... Um, He's had improved showings, and I think he's just tucked his head in a little bit. I think he's just now trying to downplay his role and just feed the ball to the halves and just take opportunities he's certain of himself. But from a defensive point of view, everything rolled through. Look, the the Broncos were without Reynolds, and that's no small fucking handicap for them. But he's a frequent one, though. Sorry? It is a frequent handicap. It is, uh, and he is frequently handicapped. But <laughs> the they're they're only going to take games like this and grow from them. And the thing about the Broncos, you can say what they like. They they didn't get the bickies on the night, and they they didn't play their best game of football. But they didn't fucking die wondering. They didn't do that thing that teams do when they lose their half, that the entirety of their fucking game goes away. They sat there and they absorbed the pressure. They could have folded a lot earlier, and Penrith could have run up a cricket score. 
And what I'm really liking this year about watching Reese Walsh play is that he'll chance his arm. And he's one of those players in that sort of fucking James Maloney mindset where he'll take chances and this and they won't come off and you can see that he's fucking pissed about it. But it's that goldfish memory syndrome. You know, one one set later, he's back out there. And the, the play that fucked up isn't weighing on him. That's gone, that's done, and he's on to the next one. Um, the, there's a little bit of work to be there before they'll... I think they'll be serious contenders at the end of the year, barring injuries to some other clubs. Uh, but, yeah, that's exactly what I want to see at a Penrith. And this is three out of the last four losses for the Broncos as well. So just, just to be clear, the slide has begun uh, earlier than last year. It's happening before Origin this year. Um, Damn. As close as um, I've mentioned uh, the, the league I test a couple of times. I thought this game was... I actually wanted to check what if he modelled the expected points based on the statistics of the game. Mm. And based on the model, Penrith should have scored 38.61 <laughs> versus, the, versus the Broncos 11.8. Which, yeah, okay. Which is uh, which, that that just speaks to just the 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 overall dominance in the game, but also the how how frantically and desperately the the Broncos defended. That's and it. I mean, and look at the end of the day, if all the, if all the tries that were disallowed got included, they probably would have finished almost exactly that scoreline for both of them. Yeah, because there were so many disallowed tries in this yeah, game. That's and it. Like, with the vast majority of them going to the Panthers. Do, do we want to talk about the fucking ref talking to the bunker thing? Is that a thing? That's the first time I've ever seen it happen, and I mean, I know, and I know the comms were kind of like, you know, is that a thing? I mean, they they were sort of indicating themselves that this was a, perhaps the first time they they'd seen it as well. Yep. Um, look, you know what I want to see is the the most accurate, correct decision made. Yes. And I don't fucking care how they come to it, honestly. Um. They they want to do the thing with the, you know the awarding the try straight away or, or and and then you know then they're looking at it the whole time and then they come back and confirm it after you know while the guys you know about to line up the kick and stuff to to try and keep you know the time in play you know moving and not and not holding things up for decisions and stuff great I agree with that but fuck yeah I mean like I thought it was actually great yep that the referee spoke up I mean I don't know I mean I don't know if they're allowed to do it but if they are I mean. Why the fuck hasn't that happened more in the past? Yeah. Why some of these fucking these bitches that are just like deferring the fucking burden of the decision making off to the guy in the box? How many fucking shit decisions do we have? I I think it's great if the guy in the bunker's got someone to confer with, and you know run some you know run some yeah. theories by and stuff like that, and get like a second opinion. Yep. Um. So look, yeah, I, I have no I have no problem with it. Um, okay. I mean, it definitely turned. I mean, it was it was it was a very important moment in the game because from the first pass through, it definitely sounded like whoever was in the bunker was planning to let yeah. that Reese Walsh shit slide. Yeah, which would have put it through for a try. Um, but yeah, I think that you know, if the correct decision comes through, then you know, all for it. And I think I think that's how you got to look at stuff like that. As as long as you are getting it correct, and it is a livable process. It's not a fucking mm. you know ten minute fuck around to to get it it's fine Jason he said I'm taking the positive on Broncos really good defence with the Panthers absolutely parked in our half but poor discipline handling and not having a backup for when the attack is contained is going to be our undoing James the Broncos with no halfback and no coach still managed to play playoff standard football albeit the kind of football that gets you knocked out in straight sets hashtag fuck the Broncos Jeff said, loving the disrespectful field goal. Hashtag, fuck the Broncos. Phil, 
I thought Madden was surprisingly good. A couple of bad decisions, but nothing glaring. Could we train him up as a nine and fuck Billy off? Yeah, I thought he had a good showing as well. Uh, Graham. Only luck kept Brisbane in that, really. I fucking love Martin at prop. That will be his spot moving forward. Mm. Andrew. Look, I'm a passionate Broncos supporter through and through. One thing I'm not passionate about is the way we pay this head-fucked younger generation ten times as much <coughs> as the tough old school ever got and have somehow adapted to letting them get what they want. We all got the wooden spoon as a kid. I'm somewhat feeling Kevy copped the spoon left and right and sent us straight up the cake hole off Billy. There's no other legitimate answer as to why that West Tiger reject gets any form of honours to pull on a Broncos jumper, let alone take the field. Fucking harsh. Uh, Cameron. That accurate. Penrith did a number on Haas, but Carrigan played a blinder for us. 69 tackles and missed one. You couldn't ask for much more in defence from the boys. Just got dominated in field position and possession that Penrith and want to do. 100%. Joey, ref and Bunker were trying to ruin my night, but thanks to the Panthers, we all got the result. We wanted to fuck the Broncos. And uh, I'll give the last shot to Philip. He said, I watched this game while down in the holding cells at Mount Druitt Police Station and getting paid while doing so. A culturally relevant and thoroughly enjoyable fuck the Broncos moment. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that story needs more context. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Where's the rest of it? Come on. Yeah, well, I mean, you're presumably not what I mean. Well, he's not getting watch- paid. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, so he's not I mean, in there. Yeah, like you're not, you don't, you're not watching footy when you're in the holding cells. <laughs> I mean, they're basically, they're basically looking, at, you know, watching you as if you know, should we fucking take your shoelaces out as well? Yeah, exactly. Are the, are the shoelaces going to be a fucking problem for us? You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> right, the Dragons, twenty-four defeated the Roosters, twenty-two, uh, down at Jubilee. The uh, Dragons 24 tries to Suley, Hunt, Jaden Sewer, and uh, Matthew Fenai. Um, Lomax, three conversions and a penalty goal. The Roosters 22, uh, a double to Desco, a double to Kiri, and three conversions to Suali. I think Tedesco's started in this game with origin selection around the corner. Um, he had some really Tedesco moments in the game, mm. I thought. Um one that you know looked like it was going to win the Roosters a game. Um, that that was big. That one on one strip. Yeah, that huge. that was a fucking big moment. And look, he is the guy for the big moment. Um, just there's nothing he hasn't really done in the game, and um, I just think that there's been points this season, uh, points of this season where he hasn't hasn't been himself and is reflected in how the Roosters have been going up and down. And, um, yeah, this is the right kind of performance um, heading into Origin that you'd expect from him. The Dragons' um, Sands hook showed more heart and spirit in that 80-minute performance than they have for their entire tenure uh, under Griffin. You could see what it meant to the players. You could see the, the emotion in the coaching box and... You know, I, I think we've probably as as much as Hook has copped a hell of a lot of flack and and deservedly so. I think it was actually worse than what we realised. Like those those players look fucking ecstatic to to have played that way and come away with that win. And obviously, a lot of that has to do with the way it came about in the last fifteen seconds or whatever. But I'd be interested to see, um, you know. The level of engagement from the players across 80 minutes for the rest of the season now that Hook's gone um, in comparison to, to how they were with him at the helm. 
I yeah. This, this game was very close to some of the other games, though, too. I mean, it's just it really was just that, you know, the goal kicking went their way this yeah, time, too, yeah. you know what I mean? True. Here's this thing, though. I, I really don't know how I feel about the whole dead cat bounce, you know, whatever you want to fucking call it, with a new coach. Part, part of me is like, well, if that was what this group was capable of, because they played a great game of footy. If that's what this group was capable of, that's a really ordinary showing that over multiple years, this coach hadn't been able to get it out of them. Hmm. Then the other side of me says, you paid a lot of fucking money to kick a ball around. If not liking the person in charge means that you actively don't play to your ability, then I've got some big fucking questions about you as a professional sports person. And I don't know which side of the fence I fall on on that. And I'm sort of seesawing back and forth. And I have been the fucking recipient of Griffin Ball. I sit here in a position where I have like literally had people with, you know, um, knowledge inside the club essentially saying that he would sit there and ramble six random words as the game plan. You know, and then Seraldo and fucking... um, uh, some of some of the other assistants would be there, like Peter Wallace would be there, trying to fucking marry them together to create some sort of cohesive instructions so the players knew what they were doing out there. You know, I've I've been through those fucking days, but at that fucking gap between what they how they played and how they were and where they've been, plus knowing what we know about that group, because that's that same group of dragons that as soon as a bunch of them made Origin, they stopped trying to play. Um, if I'm the Dragons, I essentially blow that squad up Mm. because I need much more mental fortitude than that. And there's too much fucking weak shit in there, in the head, based on those two incidents. The other thing is, I mean, it was a a very entertaining game, but the Roosters, you know, they they had the game won twice and the Dragons had the game won three times. Mm. And they both tried to fucking lose it and it came down to, like, after the hooter. Yeah, to um, that's true. Yeah, you know, to, to to decide a winner. So there's, there are big problems with both of them. I think the Roosters got the one of the best games they've had from Tedesco this year. They got the best game that they've had from Kiri in fucking forever. Um, probably since he was fucking knocked out. And um, yeah. On the, on the flip side, the Dragons kicked their goals mostly this time instead <laughs> of uh, scoring more tries and kicking less goals and losing the game. So you know, it's, it just comes down to that. But I mean. You know, it's it, it's it's very difficult not to be like you know if you're a Dragons fan, it's very difficult to not be excited by the way where there was nothing on that last play, and the way they just kept chucking it around, and then until you know they found a kick into space and it just bounced exactly the right way, and you know, fuck yeah, I mean it's a great moment the week you know for the the time the the time in the game it happened the week the week in the club it happened and all that shit. What what do we think about Victor Radley escaping the bin for a fucking headbutt? What's going to did he, he did he did he get like reviewed for that though? I don't know. Because yeah. he absolutely fucking lunged like yeah. lunged head first forward. I mean, look, no one has been on the record about fucking Radley being a dog cunt longer than me. Yeah. The reason why I said it in the match review after his fucking debut. Because he fucking like knocked out Marty to power or fucking Dylan Walker with a high shot in one in a tackle. It was like, oh my god, what a tackle! It was a fucking straight up high shot where he fucking knocked the dude out. I mean, this cunt's a dog, and he's fucking and he has been since literally since day one. Now, 
the dog stuff doesn't necessarily happen as much. Now he's just gen- yeah, yeah, yeah. A, ge- a general fucking liability to his side with ill discipline, an absolute refusal to adjust his tackling technique or try and show enough. He's a guy that can't he, he can't play close to the line without jumping over the line and getting penalised and fucking you know suspended yeah. in Simbin. So, but he refuses to he refuses to back you know back back from the line. Here's the he's, thing. Just to interject quickly, because I've got it up now. Yep. He was placed on report, and this right. is the, the crux I want to say. Because like, they did they did on field put they did on field put yeah, it on report. They yeah. put it on report, and it's not no one's like debating the fact that he's a fucking grub cunt. Yeah. But he was placed on report in the fourteenth minute. Right? A grade one striking offense. Striking. Okay, offense, so we just so right? this is like the, this is like the way they're now tripping's are fine, which, I guess. Just which fucking... carries carries a three game ban with an early plea. Okay. How like, the fuck was he not sent? Yeah, yeah. Well, at least at least bin right because I mean the bin's got more. Sorry, uh, yeah, bin yeah, more scope for use. Yeah, true. Yeah. But oh look, there's people who I mean, like you get sent for that back in the day. But I mean, there's people who've been sent for that shit. I mean, yeah. without a doubt, you know, hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, look, and you can't he, he can't even deny intent given that you know he's he's grabbed. That's two guys you know, fronting up to each other doing the jersey grab, pushing yeah, shoves, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. And then he's like tried to kick it off one step further mm. by, you know, fucking jumping up with a headbutt. That's it. To the yeah. face. Yep. Like, yeah, the game's filmed in fucking in 4K from multiple camera angles these days. You can't, you can't get away with some of the shit. You can't get away with the shit that they were doing to each other in like the fucking 1976 grand final. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> you can't man. like basically fucking kill a dude, like yeah, stab exactly. a dude on field. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that anymore. Oh, God. Um, at Queenslander22 on Twitter, he said, Victor reverts to base instincts quicker than anyone else in the game. I know a Liverpool kiss when I see one. He should book some time in Bali. Uh, Kaiju butt stuff. You can said, get a I love- tattoo. A tattoo. I love that the final play was a chip kick by a young Aboriginal fullback to a young Polynesian winger in Indigenous round after One Nation Griffin fucked our juniors for the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Daniel, rugby fucking league. Fitting that wretched racist Tedesco loses in Indigenous round. <laughs> Robbie Dragons finally named the strongest team they have results speak for themselves don't care we beat the mediocre Roosters just happy with a win after a six week drought Richard I'm in a tipping comp where you pick one team per week I picked Dragons I was confident they would get up the Roosters have real problems Kiri back at six and Manu in the centres gave them better balance showed some improvement the team lacks direction from nine and Alan's not a first grade player there you go. And then and then um and, and Brandon's out now for a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, that's it. Done. Yeah. So no trouble. Bastard. Okay. Uh the Eels thirty six to feed the rabbits sixteen. And uh this one, the Eels tries to Russell, Cartwright, Brown, Penasini, and a double to Simonson. Uh six conversions from as many attempts to Mitchell Moses. And the Rabbitohs, a double to AJ, Campbell Graham with the other try, Latrell two or three conversions. This game was fucking borderline racist. I feel an indigenous round. The way the eels conducted themselves. How so? Oh, I mean, you you can't put a beating on Latrell and Cody like that in indigenous round, and just the rabbitos <laughs> with the ties the indigenous community. You just can't do that. <laughs> it really, it really come down to the the last sort of twenty, maybe twenty five minutes. Up until that point, it was two really good teams going 
pretty hard at one another. Rabbitohs, some of their attack um, to to get to that point was was what you would expect from them, but no less impressive. Um, yep. But just that last last quarter of the game, Parra just fucking untouchable. Moses um, Brown. Because well, they got back to sixteen twelve lead, didn't they? The rabbits mm. in, the, in that period yeah. you're talking about, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the and then when the eels got the one in to get them back in front narrowly, then they went immediately bang again yeah. to get it to, to make it like an eight point lead or whatever. And from that point, then it was just fucking analed. Yeah, it, it, it does. It, it does go to show how important cohesion is in the sport. Like we like because the, the you know again the eels haven't been travelling all that that well and. And they have some good players, but they've lost a lot of a lot of what made them great last year. But all they needed was when they surged to all surge together. Mm. And that's such a fucking valuable skill to have as a team. South, you know, I don't think this puts any questions on their credentials. I don't think it causes any worries in the camp. They've been trotting along as the fucking benchmark of the competition for a good number of weeks. They've taken some big scalps and they've taken them well. Um, this this is a speed bump, at at worst. Yep. It certainly means more for Para than it does for the yeah. for the Rabbitohs. I yeah, hundred percent. I just the school line makes it look like the Eels just just crush them, but they they crushed them for twenty minutes and and yeah. maybe less. And that's yeah. that's where the school line blew out, which is which is crazy when they're when they're on and they get it together. Um, Para's fucking impressive. Yeah, they are. Sorry, sign language is not great. Glennie, where's your fucking phone, cunt? It's fucking way over there. It's pretty close. That's really close. We <laughs> apologise for it's the too recent close. fucking feedback. Well, here we go. Sound now. We're gonna get now. Now, now we're gonna get the comments. Glennie. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, he's actually hooked ding, it right ding. over the fucking other side of the room. Nice one, Glennie. Nice one. <laughs> See, we didn't, it didn't have to be said. We were trying to sign language it while you were talking, but... Worse at reading a room than Tim Sheens. I could I could only see you do one action. I couldn't see if Nate was doing anything. I couldn't see. I was I was doing the phone thing, and then I was like, no, no, no. holding up my yeah. phone and then going... You know, you can... Sorry, look, I, was, I was looking at my notes. You can look between, between our screens. You don't have to try and look at one of us with each eye. You can... You look at us like back and forth. Fuckhead! I was looking at my notes, and it only brings up the insert of the person that's talking. Now he's in a bad mood again. Good one, Jay. What? <laughs> join, join, join the fucking dots, you morons! When you guys are yourselves, it has a dramatic impact on my mood. Try and be other people, like normal, non-autistic human beings. It'd be great. You fucking cocks. <laughs> and now I'm going to put up with these other. Oh fuck! Glenn was breathing. Oh, I can't listen to the show. Glenn was breathing. Cut off his fucking foot. Shut the fuck up. People are just concerned about your gout. Oh fuck! The diabetes. Yeah. The diabetes. <laughs> you know what they call it? The the, the, the Toowoomba gift. <laughs> the Toowoomba limp. <laughs> Explains my club foot. Oh, I got the beaters. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Do we have any fucking comments on that one? No one no. cares. Um, sure, you must. Paul, he said, I feel as good as a Tigers fan in Bathurst. 
thank you, sir, for not offending any minority in that comment. That was fucking amazing. Um, Daniel, he said, Latrell is South's Ponga. Come on. That is a... That is <laughs> Come a, on now. Come on. Hang on. This is the same man that just went off at fucking racist Tedesco. <sighs> and and he's he's just fucking called Latrell a fucking secret ranger. <laughs> fucking hell, man. <laughs> Uh, I just uh, look. There's nothing. There's nothing offensive about the statement, but it just couldn't be more wrong. I mean, come on. Are we real? Are we really? Are we really compiling the 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 output of Latrell Mitchell for South versus the output of Carol Ponga for Newcastle? Come on, please. God damn, Nathan. So the Rabbitohs have so many grubs in their team at the moment. They somehow make the Eels feel like the good guys. Oh Jesus! No, no, they don't Fucking really. Hell. Not ever. Thomas. Oh, here we go. That was fucking abysmal. All chat about us being contenders is dead if that's how we turn up to play a mid-tier team like the Eels. Disgusting. Uh, oh, fuck. The sky, sky is not falling. Uh, and Ryan said, best Eels performance since beating the Cowboys in the finals last year. <laughs> I think Fantastic. that, that I, think, I think you you find that humorous. I think that was said... In with all sincerity. Oh, really? Oh, fuck. Um, that, that's the way. I, that's the way I took it when I read it. Okay. <laughs> uh, where are we? The Sharkies twenty-six defeated the uh, Knights six um, at Coffs Harbour um, at the sexy stadium there. Um, Sharks twenty-six tries to Kennedy, the Moot, Connor Tracy, and Royce Hunt. Four conversions from as many attempts to Nico Hines. A penalty goal on top of that, and the Knights a solitary try to Callum Ponga. Conversion to Lachlan Miller. Too easy and too classy for the Sharks. Nico yeah. and Nico and Kennedy in particular, again, just outstanding. Um, Newcastle, one of the biggest things I took away from the game was Newcastle surrendered meekly, which is one thing, but those days of gallant losses and 80-minute efforts, even in defeat, are well behind Newcastle now. Like, they... They can turn up their fucking toes as well as anyone these days. And, um, you know, Ponga was prone on the ground again after, you know, innocuous sort of contact with, from a teammate, no less. Um, Himself in defence as well. It wasn't yeah. even like he was targeted. And, um, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, he, I mean, positively, though, the flip side is that he did he did pass that HIA and made his return to the game. True. That but is, he didn't and, really and fire that, a shot, though. And I, I know we take the piss, but for him to pass an HIA and return in the same game, that's big. Mm. That dis- that dispels a lot of, the, and you know, the, half of it's in jest. But that that he can never take a knock again. Yeah. And that any any knocks instant fucking yeah um, thing. A couple Cynical of things. Person that, would say that maybe the knock wasn't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, like then there's that other stuff where, and I know he didn't ask to be paid the money he is, but if you're the big ticket player at a club especially if you're part of the spine, then doing things like, you know, forgetting that you've got an extra tackle left and just not playing the ball, getting up and walking away from the ball as mm. if it's a fucking handover. Like planning it and, down and turning around and walking yeah, away, yeah. Like that, that shit. And look, you know, everyone's fucking made mistakes. Players wrong the runway. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that... That sort of shit to me 
there's just too much of that with Ponga. It's almost that absent-mindedness. Oh, whoa, fucking look at that. Isn't that silly? Oh. That was a good old, was a good old <laughs> throwback to the guy getting turned around to tackle, play the ball the wrong way. Mm. It, was like, yeah, it, was like, but, it was that sort of ballpark. Well, no, but you know, you can understand how that happens. Like if you are physically turned around. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Had enough of that. Anything else you want to say on that, Glenn? <laughs> no, I've had enough of that. <laughs> the thing, <laughs> the thing, the, thing the, the only, the only, yeah, comment. Hey, I had he just the, said the, he's had enough of it. Yeah, the Knights, the Knights just didn't. The Knights didn't follow it, fire a shot, and the Sharks weren't that. They weren't incredible, and they took a lot a while to build that lead that they ended up with the end of the game. Mm. I'm, I mean, I'm that game dirty. was very reachable for it was it was it was within Newcastle's reach for a long period of time. Yeah, and they just couldn't fire a shot to even give themselves half a chance. Yeah, exactly. I I've got half the Sharks team on my Supercoach team, and they were fucking pathetic. I'm filthy at them. <laughs> That was you a, can't even get the joy out of that. No, can't. I need some fucking legitimate joy. Anything else you want to add to that one, Glenny? No. I've had enough of that. Want to get the good stuff, don't we, Glenny? <laughs> Danny said, not a bad effort to keep the flogging to 20, but they could have done much more to put in a better effort to win. Oh, there you go. Uh, Isaac, that was so hard to watch. The individual bad decisions, the team poor defense, the lack of intensity and effort all around head fuckness of the Knights today was so disappointing. I can't go back to Spoon era Knights. I just can't. Yes, you can. I'm just, just hold on. I feel, at the moment, are the Knights the team with the biggest distance between their ceiling and their floor? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I have ideas. What's What would that idea be? I, I think Manly might be close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, they're like, they can go top four to bottom four in one fucking, you know, all, with all they need is fucking... Yeah, uh, yeah. Trist, no, you're not Trist, wrong. Trist, Trist, Tristan just has to overindulge on the KFC. <laughs> and that takes it from top four to bottom four. <laughs> <coughs> there you go. Uh, Gus, he said, ugly win, but the Sharks did what they needed to, unlike the Knights, who opted to keep the ball away from our star playmaker tactic. I'd like to know what Miller has to do to get dropped as well. Well, this I, game, because he is being dropped. Mm. He's going to be dropped this week. I mean, it's not official yet, but what I'm hearing is because Kalen Ponga got dropped from Origin, apparently because of, um, you know, concerns about his, you know, HIAs. Yep. Um, because he's got getting dropped, he's going back to fullback. There you go. And Miller's getting dropped for this for this particular game. There we go. So, yeah, so yeah, he, he has done it. It's not official yet, but when you, you know, Tuesday afternoon, should be confirmed. We'll let you know. That's us. Next game. Here we are. Okay, Glenny. The West Tigers, 66. Defeat the North Queensland Cowboys, 18. Glenny, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. We can't afford the rights to that. In front of a miserable fucking crowd, to be honest, of 12,000 and change. 12,000? Are you serious? That's all you can get in there. It oh, means there's going to be... What a, what a mean, fucking meme club. There was actually 52,000 like a... there, but 40,000 people were in line waiting for the toilet. It's a it's it's going to be a claim to fame now where people will be like yeah I was there that night when the Tigers uh, yeah so the, the Tigers sixty six came through tries to um, Stefano um, Jareen Buller um, Fanua Pole Glenny's mate uh, Joe Offahangawe and what is probably his last game for the club John Bateman and then we go to the doubles we had uh, Junior Tupo with a double Nofaluma with a double and uh, Starlord with a double Wakem eight conversions from as many attempts. Appy got two from two, and Luke Brooks, he got a go as well in his 200th game and got that one. Uh, the Cowboys, 18, tries to felt. Leilua and Cotter, Holmes, three of three conversions. Glenny, the floor is yours. 
<clears throat> Look, first and foremost, it's it's important to win the games that you're expected to win. Um, we did it against Penrith. We, we've now done it against the Cowboys. Um, we always beat the Cowboys. I fucking told you people this. No one wanted to listen. We all we own them and their kids. And now, after this result, the next five generations of the Cowboys family, we own them too. Um, yeah, that's like... No, are you no, no, no this is my it? time. Shut up. You've been, are you, no, but I'm, just, I'm asking you a question to clarify on what you just said. Are you saying that the West Tigers inflicted genetic trauma on the sperm of current Cowboys players yes. that will be carried down through the generations Such to come? was the kick in the fucking balls to the Cowboys and every one of their players, everyone involved in the organisation, every single one of their fans. Surely wouldn't be someone from Toowoomba claiming to own, you know, Indigenous heavy communities in northern Queensland, would it? I think he's saying the West Tigers do. He's not claiming he personally owns them. Yeah, not me personally. That's that's a bit rough, What, are you just like a racist? You're just looking after them? (laughs) I'm just a town crier. He's like, a, he's, like, he's like an intermediary in the transaction. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, the, you're the broker. He's the middleman. <laughs> Look, let's be honest. This is exactly what every single New North Queensland fan deserves. Every last one of them. It's, for the Tigers, it was a milestone game. It was Leichhardt against the team we never lose to. Brooksy's 200th. These are the type of games we never lose, surely. Everyone expected this to happen. It was one for the ages. I thought it was going to be 70. Could you imagine if it was fucking 70? My days. But um, you could tell from the outset, and they, they mentioned, the commentators mentioned in regards to both teams' warm-ups um, that the Tigers were full of talk, full of energy. They looked like they were on, and the Cowboys, in contrast, were... Just look flat. I think it was Michael Ennis. Um, contrast to that, the game that we played against Brisbane at Suncorp, and I'm sure I mentioned it in the in the review of that game. We were fairly high up watching that game, and you could tell even from that distance that the, the Tigers, in, even in the warm up, looked like they didn't want to be there, and they certainly played that way. Um, it was much the same for the Cowboys. Um, just, I think it was a, a bit of a aided and abetted by the Cowboys just not being able to, to deal with it. But it's a bit of a culmination also of of what they've been trying to put together over probably the last month, uh, to four to six weeks. Um, it's obviously, the win, you know, we've had three wins out of the four, which sort of started with the Penrith game. But even two weeks prior to that, they were struggling to score points, but the the effort was there, the completions were there, um, so they were good signs. I think this was probably a culmination of that, and, and showed that when they get it right, um, they've they've got the players to to really execute. So, um, as you heard, as mo- many of you would have heard on the uh, on the member side, I was I was pretty excited. It was. Uh, it was can great. I just ask? Can I just ask Jay how how he was? Because generally speaking, he's kind of very, he's very reserved and quiet. Like you, there was a stage, I, I think it was when you hit thirty-four, and I said to you, the you cow, the, I said the Cowboys were done eight points ago, and you were, you didn't fucking believe. 
because Felt had scored, mm. and like, and you, well, you're up by there. You're, you're up by twelve or sixteen or something at that stage. And it wasn't an unassailable lead. And you know, the the Tigers have lost games by, you know, come, people coming back by less than that. But yeah, the, you could fucking tell as a as a neutral, you could tell that the Cowboys were fucking gone. Mm. And then you didn't even believe they were going to get fifty. Oh, do a dare to dream. 50 would be nice. <laughs> 50 would be nice. <laughs> Fucking hell, Glenny. That was, and and we said it on the member side, take nothing away from the Tigers because it was a much improved performance by them and it was the most complete 80 minutes of football I think they've played in the history of the fucking club. Yeah, and, and like we were saying before we started recording, I think it's, it's the highest score and the biggest win in the history yeah, of the club. Yeah, that's mm. it. However... The Cowboys, fucking, they, they are gone. And it wasn't the tie. It wasn't this game necessarily. This game did fucking everything to finish them. But it's the culmination of everything they've been through and the drop they've had since last season. This game, like as as soon as as soon as this game got tough, they were fucking checked out. And I would go so far as to say that maybe only Val Holmes was in there for the long haul, and you could see it in the game. And Glenn, how many times did I mention the thing? All of a sudden, the Cowboys were making one-on-one tackles where they weren't making hard first contact. There was no no numbers in any of the tackles, and the Cowboys just fucking marched. There were five, ten minutes where the entire fucking defensive line of the Cowboys was retreating every single tackle. It was absolutely obvious that they had no idea what to do out there. They were fucking shot. So, but you know, again, fucking get the tat, Glenny. Get the fucking tat. Delightful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you, I tell you, get the fucking tat, because when the blue wiggle buys you and sends you to fucking Perth, that'll be the only way you'll have a happy memory of that fucking venture. Do it for yourself. Can't see it happening. Become an energy anal. <laughs> so I'm just saying, look, so, so, so most points by West Tigers in a match. Yeah, the previous record was 56, and that there was shared go. by um by three games. Uh, there was a game against the Bulldogs, 56 to four. Uh, in 2008, 2009, there was 56 10 over Sharks, and 2004, there was 56 six over Souths. Um. So what you haven't done though? So what? What was the final? This was sixty-six to eighteen, oh, yeah. wasn't it? This one. So now we're looking at this. The the web the website I'm looking at here. It doesn't have the the margins and stuff like that <clears throat> updated yet. But I think you're gonna fall just short because the record, yeah, is fifty-two point win, which is a fifty-four to two over Bulldogs in two thousand five. And so you didn't reach. You didn't quite reach that record. So it's going to be equal with the fourth. Highest winning okay. margin. Um, what what to, matters more, winning ma- winning margin or highest score? Yeah, I think highest points is like scored. Yeah, is, like, fuck I mean, yeah. that's it's the first time they cracked sixty. It's the highest score. They've, the, the 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 highest number of points they've scored in the history of the club. Yeah, I mean, undoubtedly. I mean, the, and we're saying this is this again. You know, get you know, put out a fucking print, Brooksy two hundred, the highest fucking score that clubs the, in the history of the franchise. Yeah, I mean, that's a reason for a print. 
Not just like some ridiculous fucking win that everyone was getting over the Newcastle Knights in 2016 or 2017 or whatever it fucking was. Right? Fuck that shit. You know who I'm talking about. Um, Anything else, Glenny? No, I think I've said it all. Did you pump up? Did you pump up Star Lord for fucking like getting like five line breaks and <laughs> his stats were fucking amazing. He was. I did say multiple times he was giving Val Holmes a bath, and he and he was. Um, just he's sort of been in and out of first grade. He's he's played you know for the Tigers. He's he's played a bit on the wing and but I'll tell you what, right centre's his spot. I don't know what, what happens when Naden comes back, but anyway. Yeah. It's hard to shift after that performance. Let's see Absolutely. how it goes, you know, going forward. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> right, next game. You got socials for that one or no? No, no socials for that one. Get really? fucked. Fuck off there. Fuck off, there's no socials for that one. No, there's, there's, I forgot to put it up. You oh. piece of shit. <laughs> you no, you did put worst. it up. I saw it. It was that one with the, you were talking about the member side, you liar. Hayden. <laughs> 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 I replied to that thread. That thread was fucking definitely there. You were genuinely fucking hurt there, Gliddy. Like, I was like, this fuckhead. That was like someone told you Three that. grand finals in a row, two premierships in a row. And Give just my people couldn't, the chance to see from this. Fucking, couldn't fucking bear to have a couple of tweets read out and the Tigers just smash the Cowboys, you piece of shit. Need, You're the worst the, kind of human being. I want to hear the comments. I want to hear the comments. <laughs> Hayden. I would think more of you if you actually, like, if you were a predator of the fucking yellow wiggle. I would think more <laughs> of you than I do right now. Look, I know that you meant that to be shocking, but I know you only said that because of the colour of her skin, and I'm shocked. Why you would want me to punt somebody I, just because of the colour of their skin, Glenn? That's fucking I, I don't even know what colour her skin regress. is, to be honest. <laughs> Hayden. And look, this is why. The comments of this fucking shit. <laughs> let the them, Tigers. Look, let the them Tigers, have their fucking moment. Come on. The Tigers had a just fucking... read it out. You know what? Just do it. Tim Sheens needs to come and to- coach Tigers oh, fans how to be better. Why doesn't someone cunt, cut this cunt's fucking foot off? Fuck me. Because <laughs> my did, circulation's did see, too good. Yeah. Did you see Tim Sheens, Tim, see Tim Sheens go, <laughs> you know, saying, oh, people fucking give shit to Brooksy on Twitter, but, yeah. you know, they can... They can shove it. Shove they, their can, they can shove their Twitter of the fucking Twitter machine. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, again, we, we I'm surprised Brian. you didn't call it the Twitter, the fucking oh <laughs> I said on, I said on the member side that Tim Sheen, there's something about Tim Sheen that strikes me that he is just an absolute cunt of a human. And the way he went on at those fucking refs after the game was the biggest fucking boomer I want to speak to their manager I've ever heard a fucking coach say. And it just confirmed everything. Fuck that guy. Hey, it's funny for you to say for you to say that, and like you know, and knowing that the, there's a man called Ricky Stewart in existence, is <laughs> a huge. Nah, it's huge. <laughs> Rick, Ricky doesn't have fucking this level boomer energy. Rick, Ricky's got some fucking, you know. Oh fuck! I'm, I'm just read I'm, the I'm, fucking I, I believe Montessori is an effective educational method sort of energy. <laughs> That's Matty Elliott. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hayden said the only thing missing from this game was a twile try. No, it wasn't. That was the best thing about it. That was the greatest thing about every, it. Every every cut, every cut the team scores fucking tries in some cases multiple, and that fucking that loser still can't fucking get over. 
I mean, the, games like that. I mean, I saw it in 2021 when Manly were flogging everyone to a 50. There was a game there where they purposely, where Tommy purposely fucking held up five meters out and waited, right. for, and waited for Ben to come up to give yeah. him the ball so he could score a try. That's I mean, it. if you can't give that guy a fucking, if he couldn't have scored the 66 point try yeah. at the end. Who the when will he when will he? I mean, like those those crash balls, like the Stefano, he scored the first try and he almost scored again the same thing. If Kyle can't get his dumb ass onto the end of one of those when you're fucking flogging a team by sixty, when <laughs> when will he? Cameron, that absolute howler from felt before halftime was karma for being a filthy cheating cunt the last time these teams played. Yes, it was. That was the best thing about it. It was karma for that fucking that yeah fucking game last. My God, that's it. Hey. Still uh, dirty about it. Justin. I'm, I'm filthy about it. It was a big day for little fucking Brooksy's legs pumping fan aficionados, though. Big day for us. <laughs> oh, did they fucking pump? <laughs> you couldn't stop them from pumping. From Paris to Berlin in a disco Brooksy's in. <laughs> Justin, I've never been as disgusted as I have tonight. No, oh, I'm sorry. Jordan, the cows were right in that until the siren sounded time on. <laughs> After that, I wish we were in the sheds. Judging by the shithouse performance, so did they. Our absolute favourite West Tigers fan, Sam, said Fuck. I need to... What? He'd, strug- ce- he'd struggle to make celebrate. the top 20. Let us celebrate our fucking listeners, Glennie. Not that guy. Don't I will. That. I will say though. I mean, you know, while we, you know, before we start sucking each other's dicks on this, I will say that he lives in he lives in Sydney and didn't and wasn't at Leichhardt for that game. So I'm just yeah. I'm just saying, no no judgment. It's That's all I'm reason. saying. It's another plenty of judgment. It's another reason why he's a piece of shit. <laughs> he said, "I need the Tigers to go full sharks and release some commemorative merch. Maybe a little bunny in a Cowboys jersey with a score on it." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Fucking. Oath. I hope honestly. I hope everyone's contacted the club for that because they fucking need it. But honestly, go to go to the go to the rabbit shop, or just go to fucking like one of those Indian two dollar shops. Buy a fucking plush bunny. Go to West Tiger shop, buy a fucking tiger, and take the fucking little jacket off it and put it on the bunny. Take yeah. it down to fucking embroider me and say, "Can you please embroider sixty six to eighteen and then fucking date on this on the jacket of this guy?" I mean, uh, be the change you want to see in this world. Exactly. <laughs> Is that it? That's us. Okay, the Storm 24 defeat the Dolphins 16, uh, Suncorp Stadium, Saturday evening. Storm, the, their tries to Warbrick, Munster, Katoa, and Smith. Four conversions from as many attempts to Nick Meany, and Dolphins 16, a double to Jermaine Asako. Uh, try to Cody Nikarima, and uh, two conversions to Jermaine Asako. I thought the Dolphins looked way out of the contest, certainly on the scoreboard, um, at half time, and, and Melbourne looked like they they had their number, but as we've seen plenty of times this season, the Dolphins managed to sort of scratch and scrape and claw their way back into the game and made it a whole lot closer than it probably should have been and showed that, you know, Michael Maguire, if I could just channel the great man, the Dolphins are always in a fucking game. Mm-hmm. They um, Melbourne, I think, just there's a couple of class touches, Jerome Hughes in particular, and obviously Munster, but... The Dolphins, if, if if plenty of other sides would have turned their toes up and, and been smashed when the, the storm got out to, whatever it was, 20 to 4 or something yeah, yeah. at one stage, plenty of other teams don't continue that effort and, and trust 
you know, their, their style of play to, to get back into the game. But the Dolphins have shown not only here, but, you know, plenty of times this season that they're going to play for 80 and and, and back themselves. And, and whilst they don't always, they're not always going to get the result, they're, they're putting themselves in position to to win each and every week. So it's impressive. Yeah, and just think for a second, though. I, this one, I think, was always going to play out like this. You talk about revenge games and going going back to where you've spent time. To be that Dolphins forward pack, or the, or the contingent of it that came from Melbourne anyway, mm. imagine what a fucking intimidating mission that was to go back in there knowing full well what was waiting for you. Mm. Like, it's it's very different to somebody, you know, leaving the Dogs or the, the Titans or, or the Tigers and knowing that you're going to go back there and the clubs are fucking shambles and you'll, you'll get a win pretty easily. It's going back there and you know that they're going to be prepped for you. And you know that they know that you're going to be there to make a, a point and they're there to ruin your fucking day. And I think it was just too big an occasion for too many of the leaders in the Dolphins team. Mm. This was this was the first time that I've seen them look as if they were a little bit rudderless out there. And I think the, the event was just too much for those guys coming back. Fair. Did you see the stuff on the socials with um, Jared Wallace in his 200th game? No. They, the Dolphins put a thing up where he was getting his jersey presented. I think he's like his old man or something. But um, he was talking about the, the first time he met Wayne because he started at the Broncos in 2012, but Wayne didn't come back until like 2015 to the Broncos. Yeah. And he was, he was sort of scared. And, he, he had, and he'd had shoulder surgery over the off-season, so his arm was in a thing. And his first time he meets Wayne, he's talking about the first time he meets Wayne and Wayne comes up to him and says, you know, <laughs> you know uh, yeah, had, had you injured you your shoulder fucking holding up the bench. And he just goes, oh, fuck, that's, that's not how I expected the first fucking. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's good gear. Good socials coming out of the Dolphins. Holy fucking hell. Um, David said the Finns were fucking shit. End of story. A lot like the Cows' first Broncos game earlier this year where one team was focused and the other saw the red mist filthy and I think that goes that sums it up the the Dolphins players were, were too focused about the the occasion the event and the opposition rather than the game um, Timmy said I thought Milford was pretty good off the bench there you go you wouldn't say that and that was all there was to say about that one it's not been a redemption of Milford this season but I mean he certainly played the best football he's played since probably what 17 I can't remember when, he's, yeah. when did it start I can't remember when it started to go really downhill for him over at the Broncos I mean, it was obviously rock bottom, you know, when he's getting up to sort of, you know, 2020 and stuff like that. But I can't remember how well he maintained that 2015 level for after losing after losing that grand final. Because it wasn't like an instant drop off the cliff, was no, it? No, no. it wasn't. It was still full of promise. That was the whole, fuck, is this working as Wayne turned him into a six hmm. after he came from Canberra. All right. Um, you got socials there or it's done? That's it. All right. The, the Bulldogs, 20, defeat the Titans, 18. At uh, Accor Stadium, the Doggies 20 came through tries to Avrilo, Adokar, Karaz, and Ockenbore. Burton, two conversions. And the Titans, 18, tries two for Feeder, Stimson, and Sami. Boyd, two conversions, one penalty goal. Much has been made about, obviously, Burton and Fox, and we've had plenty of cracks about those guys being, you know, the be-all, end-all of of the Bulldogs' attack. And... um, it was it was quite evident 
uh, with Burton bursting through and scoring in, in the end of Fox puts the ball over the line. But I feel like Perham, Caraz and Avarillo slowly but surely are putting themselves in positions to, to be attacking threats yeah. uh, for, for the dogs as well, uh, more than what we've seen um, since Burton and Fox have come to the club. So I think that's a real positive for the Bulldogs. For the Titans, uh, they probably really should have won this game. And they've they've got the pieces. I, I don't know that they're well enough coached to get the best out of those pieces week in, week out. But Tino was great. Fafita had a couple of moments... Tino um, is the most is is the most bipolar fucking player and shouldn't be a captain of the side because he was a large in large part you know one of the reasons they got out to that good lead. Yeah. Then then the dog started to come back on them and then so they put Tino back on but then in that in the next stint just fucking brain damaged mm. like he does some yeah. he does some fucking ridiculous shit that a captain of a side shouldn't be doing. Yep. I mean if you want him to be like enforcer and shit like that great, but. Yeah, you might want to put the C on someone who's got a bit of a fucking old head on, like, you know, like Foz or someone like that, who's not prone to lose their shit when things get, you know, when things get a bit crazy. Yeah. No, I, agree. I think the big, the big difference in this game was, I mean, like, Birdo was doing the Birdo bombs and, yep. and fucking Campbell is an absolute fucking coward under the high ball when it's that, when it's the Birdo bombs. I'm not saying that those those kicks are easy to take. Clearly, they fucking suck and are very difficult to take and very difficult to judge. But to not even compete for them, you've got to fucking try. You've got to go, you've got to try and put your body around it and at least try and catch the fucking thing because letting it bounce. I mean, that was directly responsible for like what two tries, three tries. Yep. Like yep. these where they bounce and just go straight to the guy and then you know that's it. Well, so the, the Avarillo one. Didn't didn't he catch it on the full? All I know is that is that Campbell, Campbell, Campbell not, overrun it. Yeah, he, he didn't still didn't get anywhere him. near it. Didn't compete yeah. for it, and Avarillo grabbed it, turned around, and yeah, I mean, the Caraz one, the Caraz yeah. one, it bounced, it bounced Sorry. straight to him yeah, as well. Yeah. He went straight through, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then um, yeah, and then the the out of car one was off the break from Burton, and Ockenball mm. was actually, dare I say, smart football. Yeah, <laughs> Jay Ockenball. But uh, yeah, fuck, I'm I'm all about his fucking resurgence. If you you know, mm. I'm happy to call that. But so for for a guy to be reinvented, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you you would too. A guy that got in fucking trouble for fucking having school kid over after a thing, and then yeah, with the yellow mm. wiggle fucker. I mean, of course they fucking go together like fucking. We wine see and colours. <laughs> yes, Glennie. All you see is colour, and that's how you judge people. We know this. <laughs> but for, uh, for him to because he, he was fucking gone from a yeah, from a yeah. performance standpoint yep to then reinvent himself and come in and be a contributing member in that forward pack yep that's a fucking that's a good thing for the dogs because it means they're not out there having to having to fill spots they're yeah. using what they've already got, and he's not the he's not going to win matches for him, and he's not going to play rep footy or, or do anything great like that. But um, yeah, it's smart, funny like Pangai Junior use. played played his first good game, yeah, in the in the blue and white, and it's suddenly an Origin thing. Oh fucking! 
We'll, we'll talk about this more on the on the the pre on the the uh, preview episode when we talk about the team list and all that. But do you think that like Freddy's galaxy brain this leaked Pang I Junior being selected as a bolter to the media, and so Billy Slater's gone, oh fuck, <laughs> I can't carry fucking Callum Ponger in the starting side because he's gonna get knocked out of the game at some point. If he's mad. <laughs> he looks and goes, oh Pang I Junior, um, Payne Haas, uh, Hudson Young. <laughs> I mean, sure, it'll be 13 on 10 within five minutes of this game, but, but Ponga will be out for the series, out for the series and it may end the young man's career. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, more on that yes. next time. Yes. Okay, you got any socials on that one? Do we have any fucking socials on that one? I don't know. None of the we'll fucking fans will be sociable. <laughs> Just a consummate professional. The Titans uh, could have scored. The Titans had scored twenty six. If the Titans had scored twenty six points in that game, they would have won too. Yeah, so won. it's their own fault, really. There you go, Terry. Said the shame of being in the spoon position drove the dogs to victory. Burton was the difference. Special mention to Jade Nockenball. I had no idea he had that in his game. That's true. The Tigers and win put the doggies into last place. That's it. Our fucking good mate Aussie Jag uh, Craig. He said, never in doubt. Ha, ha, ha. Just salty. I never got on to Ball for last try scorer. Go the dogs. Some well-deserved fucking joy for you, sir. Jason, thank goodness the Titans don't know how to hang on to a lead. Otherwise, we would be last on the ladder. The more worrying issue is that the dogs have improved the roster, but we are still having the same struggles as previous seasons, which makes it very frustrating for the Bulldogs faithful. Well, of course. You've just gone and fucking bought a whole bunch of pieces of you know, successful clubs and thinking you can just jam them all into a fucking team doesn't work like that and they jammed them all in and they you know half them broke that's it uh final game of the round the mighty manly Seeds eagles 42 defeat the canberra raiders 14 down in canberra mind you the manly's 42 came to a hat trick to tommy turbo uh other tries to garrick parker schuster saab and ben condon in his debut for the club um garrick five of eight conversions the raiders 14 tries to whitehead and mariotta Croker, two conversions, one penalty goal. Mm. We're going to get fucking six wins in a row. They're going to get nine wins in a row, some people said, I heard. Some people who say some fucking ridiculous shit. Who said that? Oh, look, I don't, want to, I don't want to name names, Glennie, all right? I don't want to name names. They know who they are. Is it someone in this chat? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's someone whose name I've mentioned in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> Glenny. <laughs> but look, the, the the modern game, the less potatoes you're carrying in your 17, the better the results are going to be. If you are carrying a critical, there's a moment of tipping point where you're carrying too many, too many potatoes in your side, it struggles. Last week, as I said, we were very fortunate in, to get, you know, not long-term, but decent, you know, medium-term sort of, you know, three, four-week injuries to your, you know, your Cooper Johnses, your Kelma Tuolungis, your Josh Alloyes, which is great. Aaron Woods, which gets them ruled out of contention for the side. There's no chance of them getting in there for the week. And then you're bringing back guys like Jakey Turbo and Josh Schuster and players who have been waiting for their opportunity and not yet had it. Mm. And so what you end up with then is an abs- a complete fucking turnaround on the potato qu- quotient, only carrying one potato in your side for the, for the round. And... Well, didn't, fucking, he, didn't that potato score a try? 
Yeah, shock of, shock of shocks. So maybe that- he's not. Maybe he's not the actual problem. Maybe it's the fact that he had fucking Cooper Johns and fucking Tuolungi on his right hand side of his body in the line. Ouch. Maybe they were fucking his shit up because he had he had to do the defense of three people, and so obviously he's going to make some mistakes because the buck eventually stops with him. So um, yeah. So and. Once again, you know, you, when you get a guy with, you know, soft hands and fucking selective passing and fucking deceptive passing, he can actually do the play where you go, oh, fuck, is Tommy going to, is Tommy going, is he going to play out the back to Tommy? No, he's going for the fucking short one to, you know, Parker, who's happy to put himself in, in line for HIAs anytime, anywhere, and to, you know, to crash through and score the try. So, so yeah, it was a much improved performance from him. Um Defensively, you know, Schuster is is not great. That first try, the Raiders score was not was you know it was pretty ugly, and and it had me thinking, oh fuck, here we go. But um, look, you know, for the rest of the game, he was great. There was there were two bad defensive errors in the game. One was from Schuster, and one was from Ben Condon. Not long after he came on, um, he missed a tackle for that second try there to the Raiders to Mariota, and um. To his credit, Sebes fucking hooked him straight away after he missed that tackle, put him back on 10 minutes later, and, you know, the first touch of the ball he gets, he scores his, his first try in the NRL. So, um, and the, the way the guys got around him as well, um, it seems like he must be a popular fucking guy in the squad as well. So, it was good to see. Um, Schuster, again, if he, can stay on, if he can stay on the field, he's going to be fucking beyond great as a player he's going to be a fucking special player um just the the variety of the shit that he put on in this game again it was very reminiscent of that game against the the eels where he killed them a couple of weeks earlier um yeah putting in yeah crazy little fucking you know little you know skewed kicks that are you know going where no one expects them to go except for him and the guy who's chasing the ball down um you know he's passing you know lots of different you know variety in his passing game he threw the inside one for tommy's second try um you know, great performance, and just the, overall, just the energy of everyone. I mean, it's it's incredible when you've got a guy on the left hand side who's actually passing the ball selectively, running to the line, straightening up the attack, like Schuster does. All of a sudden, fucking guys like fucking Garrick and guys like Tommy have got fucking all the time in the world to wind up and do their thing as well. And then, you know, next thing you know, Tommy scores a hat trick and fucking, you know marches into origin just when you think that you know the week before he's not you know he's no chance and he might get dropped um then I don't towards think the anyone end, realistically thought he might get dropped yeah well i mean look he was he was playing statistically great fucking like he was still you know at worst in worst fourth best fullback in um, some it. categories in other categories he was first and second you know despite what you know people the perception is oh he was fucking cooked or he was you know only 80 percent or he's only 50 percent whatever um and he certainly dispelled all, he dispelled all that shit too in this game too because there was, there were some tries there in the second half when the game was was kind of won and it was moving into the you know into the, the period of the game where they started to, you know flog him there was some outright 2021 style tries there down that right hand side with Saab and Kohler and, and Tommy just fucking burning them yeah. and Saab is clearly with that bulk he's added on he's lost none of the speed I mean that try that that he scored where he was so far behind the play when Tommy and um and Cola were sort of out there making the break and the way he just fucking burned part just the way he made up like sort of fifteen meters yeah, teleported to yeah. get that pass and then just burn him off to score the try was fucking incredible. Um another another wonderful game from Daly as well. Couldn't be happy with the performance. That's obviously that's the benchmark right there. I mean still plenty of things to fix in terms of um yeah defensively and things like that, but the discipline was better 
the attack was yep. obviously lights, you know, streets ahead. And off a side that had, that was at home, that had at a time of the season where their home ground is formidable, they'd won five games in a row and were looking ahead to, you know, build. They, if they won that game, they would have been in that group that were tied on top of the table as well. Yep. Um, so to, to absolutely fucking brutalize them and beat the fuck out of them the way they did was um, extremely pleasing. And uh, I haven't had the opportunity to watch Ricky's fucking press conference, but I do like watching that cunt cry. So I'm. I'll save that for later. Fucking hell, there you go. Fuck the so Raiders. Sure. The milk's gone bad. No, it hasn't. It's just I wish I had. They don't it's have just been just been moved to Penrith. Bought it. Yeah. I wish. I wish. I wish There's I had no more hands so I could give that performance four thumbs down. Look Fuck at the milk. Da- Daniel. He said the para curse continues. Rory, commentary locking Turbo in for Origin as a Queenslander. Please pick him. He will get torched. Oof. Oh, who's that, who, who's, who's that bastard that's going to be eating these Rory. fucking... You are going to be eating so many dicks on Origin Night. <laughs> oh. uh, Bennett said to anyone who doubted Tommy, uh, and in all capitals, and you know who you are, for shame, and you only proved you know nothing about Rugby League, the greatest game of all. Oh, fucking hell, Manly fans. Never change. Shout out, shout out to Nolsey as well. I mean, it's a process. Just trust the process. Fucking how dare you use that fucking phrase. Hey, What's your the, f- the process the process is working better with Tommy's fucking hamstrings <laughs> than it is with fucking Philadelphia, man. Believe me. That shit hurts me too. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Steven. Whiten kicks out on the full and immediately yells at his winger for not catching it. In fairness to Whiten, though, the winger really should have anticipated what was happening, positioned himself in the grandstand to receive it. That was some beautiful Whiten shit. I mean, some of those kicks, like oh. those little, like when you see the one that Schuster puts in for the in for the try, and then you see Whiten trying to do the same thing out to the wing, and it just fucking ends up on the you know, hits the fence. Yeah. Oh my god. That's it. Classic Done. Jackie. Classic Jackie. That's it. Let's go. Right. So that is it for the uh, for the round of action, and um, for the first time in weeks. We're going to be doing double shows, Glenn. You're looking a bit tired, mate. Yeah, I'm fucked. I'll be I'll be honest with you. <laughs> well, I mean, after the adrenaline dump, fucking the it's it's terrible Tuesday for you after your after your big night of the Tigers <laughs> destroy the Cowboys. <laughs> so I'm not surprised you've got no serotonin left in your body right now. Um, <laughs> I know how it is. Um, yeah, so we are going to be back tomorrow for the preview show. Um, that is it for episode five sixteen. Um, as always, go to thisweekinleague.com and you can get uh, redirected to all of our uh, social media, Patreon, Facebook group, all that good shit. Jump in there, contribute, interact. Generally speaking, it's a great it's a great bunch of autists, and uh, you know you'll have you'll have a good time. Um, hoodies going to be going up. I got a quote. I had to get a variation on the quote to see about different colours. At this stage, putting five six colour variations for the hoodies this year and um and also got some prices for the the next wave of patreon gifts that'll be going out in about a month Fuck as yes. well. so Love those. On, on, on top of it this time and uh yeah and the people who uh, got their patreon stuff from the last shipment seem to fucking love it too which is uh which is always very um unless you're see. one of those dumb cunts that we had to explain the joke to in which case fucking shame on you yeah it's true there was a non-zero number it was definitely it was a number greater than zero that we had to explain the joke to. Yes. So, some people got it straight away and loved it. Some people like to do it. I'm like, yeah, you know, ask them about it at a meetup because I'm sure you're going to see plenty of it at the meetup. Um, that's it. Unless you boys have anything else to add, you can put a pin that's on us. this one. It is Let's done. Go. Done. Talk to you boys tomorrow. See ya. Later.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.